That sounds like we need to get started. Okay. Welcome to a very special 50th. My safe word is more. My name is Al Jackson, co-host of Daily Blast Live, father of three honey-kissed black children, <laughs> and stand-up comic for 18 years now. I am joined by the incredible three-time Emmy-winning producer, Mr. Christian Clark. Christian, how are you today? Outstanding. Happy 50th. Oh, thank you. I feel the love vibes all the way from hell. And last but not least, the lady, the Diana Ross oh. to our Supremes, the two-time appearing survivor, dare I say, supervillain. Because if you're going to be a villain, be all the way villain. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the incredibly charismatic and lovely one-time participant on The Amazing Race, but the sun in which we all orbit around here on My Safe Word is More every week, Mrs. Corinne Cookie Kaplan. Corinne, how are you? I'm good. Yay. I am. I can't believe it's our 50th. Yes. And as we like to reference, there were many lost episodes, so it's really more than 50. Yes. Um, but we came together in late November of last year with the, the idea and the plan for this. And uh, we started rolling out eps in January. So we thought 50 is a good round number to take a little pause, reflect. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break to try and put together a little bit better of a strategy to selling the show to a network. So we're going to take the holidays off and then we'll be back in yeah. January. Um, but I wanted to. But I still am going to be posting some best stuffs. Okay. I, yes. All right. Well, um, I thought first we're going to kick it off like we normally do with a, an addition to my IMDb page. Ooh. And I was trying. I have so many things. Anytime I think of this, I, I have all these things running through my head. Um, but I just picked this one at random. Um, I got hired. I was in an Equinox commercial. Oh, the reason this is relevant. Were is you ripped? Because no, I mean, I just had, you know, I had just gotten my tits done. So they were quite perky. I just looked like, I don't know, a skinny girl with fake boobs. I don't know why they picked me. I mean, they had my tits spilling out of this tank top in the in this promo. But the thing that's funny about it is that I was so broke at the time that I could not afford an Equinox membership. Equinox memberships were like 280 a month. Oh, and this at least. is a long time ago. I mean, they're like inflation wise. I, I don't know. They're probably 400, 500 now. And I couldn't, I could never possibly afford that. But not only was my commercial for Equinox running everywhere, it was running like, like everywhere you went, it was like, I was synonymous with Equinox. Really? Yeah. It, it, they played it that much? Yeah, they played the shit out of it. It was the Equinox commercial. All right. And uh, well, is it? Can we still see this commercial? I have no idea. Have you haven't tried to track it down? No, I haven't. But it was just funny because I couldn't, I couldn't myself get into the gym. But my, I'm the person telling you to work out at Equinox. You didn't get paid enough to get a one. Mate, how about this? I, I don't ask me what the fuck. I, so I used to get. This is like you know, I didn't have at the time. I didn't have a commercial agent. I had like. A modeling agent for a lot of my life, but not like a commercial agent. And I was just using Backstage Magazine and like going on casting calls with no representation. And so in this case, they asked me if I want to be paid or I wanted to keep the clothes. And I chose the clothes. Oh my God. I just was like, I thought athleisure was expensive and I was never going to be able to afford like Equinox branded clothing. And so I kept That's the, the decision an orphan would make. It was very, it's that Seinfeld where Kramer decides he'll take the billboard, right? Instead of the lawsuit money. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Oh my. But gosh. it was. I mean, that is so. Uh, well, you see now, 
it the, played the a million they, times a day this commercial i should have gotten so much money off. for it yeah Oh my god! Yeah, you know, great orange tank top though. <laughs> you know, as soon as you were like, I think I'll take the clothes. They were like, Well, sign right here. Yeah, yeah. Like immediately, they went back there and high fived, mm -hmm. and probably still uh, put you down for money and just took it. What dirt bags? And if if I remember the premise of the commercial, first of all, I'm not working out in the commercial. What I'm doing is sipping a juice at the juice bar, and then this guy comes over to hit on me. And like, that's the commercial. Shut up. <laughs> There's no weights in the commercial. There's not. It's just, you want to pick up some, some fucking nice tits at the gym. You work out at Equinox. That's the whole premise of this commercial. Yes. And it was like, I don't remember if it was, if it was like, I know it aired everywhere, but I'm not sure if that was the era where, you know, like the back of cabs had just nonstop commercials running. It was like, oh, it would always it be was, Jimmy Fallon when you got in the back yeah. and you'd be like, Hey, it's so loud. Yeah. Anyways, so guys, you can I, I'm, add that. I'm sorry, I can't help but think that whatever commercial exec like came up with that ad, yeah. there was just a dry erase board and <laughs> there were just like five words. It was like yeah. weight, cardio, health, mental health, tits. And he was like, okay, Chris, what do our viewers care about? Yeah. And he was like, mental health, you're fired. Yeah. Okay, the... what about you? Weight, get out of here. Somebody's like, tits? I mean, and then he circled it and then that was the ad. There's nothing about this ad that's got anything gym related in it. We should, if I could find it, I, Look, you, our swimmers are, are smart people. I just don't think back then that like my name was associated with it. Maybe you could say uh, curly haired brunette with big tits in orange tank top Equinox commercial. We, 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 I haven't tried Googling that, but it's not going to come up with my name. I don't think my name was involved. You know, <laughs> that sounds like something you do when they tell you write your dreams down as soon as you wake up. Uh, curly I mean, head. This is curly hair, big tits, the Equinox. Tra the trajectory price. of events. I had my tits done in December of that year. I moved in January. I had to have them redone. Why? Because something went wrong. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I have scoliosis and they didn't know if my rib cage would adapt. So they put them in and it didn't. So they were uneven. So I had to go back under the knife and get them redone. But as soon as I had them redone, I got this commercial. And I was like, wow. see, dad, I told you I needed these. Your life changed. Yeah. Yes. You got clothes. Yeah. Tits I did. for clothes. I got a which, pair of yoga pants on an orange tank top. Which is a much more popular website than Coats for Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tits for clothes. A lot more traffic. So uh, today we're going to go through lots of things. I'm going to hit like a bunch of high notes, just like things that I know that our listeners expect and like of us. We've got a couple of messages from fans. Well, not fans, friends that are fans of the show that I specifically reached out to and asked if they could please call in. Yes. And I want to say for the record, we're going to, we're going to play all three of the people that were kind enough to send these in, but I am somebody who you, you will learn this about me. If you haven't already, I really don't like asking for favors. Like I really don't like it. I don't ask people for things. If I ask you for something, it means you are very, 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 very close to me because I don't otherwise ask. But if I ask you and you don't do it, I'm mad, mad. Oh, and I asked Jay to do this three times this morning. I sent a reminding text like I need 10 to 15 seconds. You could say I'm Jay. I don't listen to the podcast. I've given her enough content. If you're a hot bottom, hit me up like it doesn't even anything. I wrote out three different script options for him. At, at noon today, he's like, well, are you available to come over and shoot it? And I'm like, it's an audio file. It doesn't require me to be there. Right. And he didn't send it in. So he's on my shit list. Uh, and I'm uh, just letting you know, he doesn't listen, but I'll let him know. Trust me. I'm just going to um, keep it. You know, I, I'm disappointed, but I don't give up on people like that. I'm going to I'm going to hang in with Jay, but I, I, I mean, get it. he that really would have to do something to make this up to me because I really 
I I never I don't ask for things. Yeah. This is a very very earnest ask, and for you to not do it makes me well, angry. It's very weird because there's a juxtaposition with that with the person that doesn't mind asking for crazy things. Oh, I hate those people. And that person will be just as mad as you are if mm-hmm. it's just like. I need your card this weekend. I didn't ask for it for a year. And you're like, dude, I, what? Mm-hmm. You know, it, and I I guess I get where you're coming from because it makes you uncomfortable to ask for things. I and hate w- it. when you ask people, you're actually making, you're actually putting yourself out. Mm. And especially for 15 seconds. Come on. Yeah. Come dude, on, Jay. I mean, I hear I, I got a cameo in the hopper that I got to complete, which requires me doing my full fucking makeup for, you oh. know? And how many I mean, cameos do you do? Uh, eh, not that many. Maybe on a monthly basis. It depends. Maybe five to ten. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if I wanted to do cameos, I could really like hustle up. Like, you know, I did a promotional thing with Randy once when he was visiting me for Christmas and we did like 50 cameos. Like it was all we did all weekend. It sucked. I would never do that again. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it, it speaking of requests, um, I am going to open today. We're going to go through, like I said, a couple of the hits, things that that are relevant that we talk about on this podcast that you guys will enjoy. Um, but I want to kick it off with a story because Trevor, one of our patrons, at our Ask Me Anything that we did for patrons. Our inaugural. Yes, it was so fun. We AMA. did a full hour. It was great. It's it's We really just said a lot of shit we wouldn't normally say. He asked very nicely if I would tell my Mike Tyson story. And I realized that I have not told either of you that story. You have not. And since he requested it, anybody out there listening that hasn't heard it, now's your chance. If you've heard it, you're going to hear it again. Um, So here's the deal. I was in my, when I was still living in New York, I had a very close friend. Actually, lots of my friends were at a level of fame where Las Vegas kept like offering to pay them and flying them in. And the payment was pretty substantial. Like this, this was a friend and her boyfriend. They were both going and they were each getting 75 grand to go to a club, to show up at the club. Right. And destroying any guidance counselors credibility. (laughs) What do you think? You're going to show up at a club and get paid thousands. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And when they, um, when they would go to these, I mean, we would, we would have all kinds of crazy requests, right? Like we had full security detail. We had, you know, one of the, what the way that it works is if you do this and I had been, I would say I'm going to estimate I have been probably to Vegas 50 times under these circumstances where a friend of mine was getting paid to show up. This These two friends I went with, I went with them multiple times. I mean, this was just the easiest money. And this is before Instagram where you could get paid. You know, this was just the greatest way to make money. And all your friends get to go. So we requested a private jet. So I met, everybody met in LA. We oh took a private gosh. jet to Vegas and we wild out. And it was, you know, super fun. But when we went, it was, um, I forget the name of the club, but it was in, I want to say it was in Caesars, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point of when you do this, there is one big caveat that everybody knows. And when you sign saying you're going to show up at this club, you are mandated to be there for a certain period of time. When that time expires, it can be as short as 90 minutes. You know, okay. um, I, want I think of- that's a fair ask. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm ahead and say, I know people don't like to side with the man, yeah. but uh, yeah. you know, come on. So when the more famous you are, the less the time commitment is. However, everybody has the same problem. You are not allowed to be seen or show up at any other club on the strip, period. That is the big, big thing in the contract. So yeah, we're only going to make you be here for 90 minutes. And like in our case, if we're having fun, we're, we're staying six hours, you know, right. but the the actual contract is for this amount of time, but you cannot go to another club. You have to 
not anywhere else on the strip. There's one caveat to that, and that is strip clubs don't count. They don't count against normal. It's not the same thing. A lot of married men have that so, in terms of lying to their yeah. wife. So we always, no matter who I went with, we would end at Spearmint Rhinos. Whenever we were sick of where we were, we would just go to Spearmint Rhinos because it's that's that's like the loophole in the contract. All right. So that's the setup for the story. So I go with these two friends. We're going to leave them nameless because I don't think they'd want to be named in this. Um, and I go with them and I am in this VIP area. And the so the VIP area is elevated. And you can see all the peons below you. They can see you. It's a real highlight. That's why they pay so much right. for celebrities to be there. Very you can, Hunger Games-esque. Yeah, you can stare at whatever the celebrity is doing all night long because they're in like this spotlight table that's above all the other tables. And so we're there and we're drinking. We're having a great time. You know, everyone's everyone's getting wasted. And there's they brought out the firecrackers and like these two people said something on the mic, you know, and then I look down in the crowd and I see fucking Mike Tyson. Now, this is before he made any kind of comeback. This is right after he killed his three-year-old kid on the treadmill accidentally. Wow. Exodus. Yeah, yeah yes. I know this. And he's collecting pigeons and everyone thinks he's fucking crazy. He has not appeared on The Hangover yet. So we all kind of like reaccepted him into our lives when he came back on The Hangover. I never lost my love for Mike Tyson. Neither did I. I am a huge, I mean, actually my father just booked a flight. My father's flying in because we want to watch uh, a fight together. Like I'm a big fan. You know, I love you. I UFC. love that. I love that about you. So like to me, Mike Tyson could do no wrong. And I just couldn't stand the fact that he was in this crowd of like regular people. Like what? It's Mike fucking Tyson. Right. So immediately I, I become like, like, I, like on a mission that I've got to get Mike Tyson out of the trenches. He, he can't be in Gen Pop. This is like a, a movie where you save the hero. Right. And so I first, first I turn to everyone at the table. And let's just for just so that I can tell the story easier. We're going to call the two celebrities Dick and Jane. That's not their names, obviously. Okay. So I, I immediately go to Dick and Jane and I go, holy shit. Holy shit. Mike Tyson is here. Uh, we got to do something. And they were like, we're not doing anything. Like, you're out of your mind. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I, I can't leave him down there. And they're like, did you, do you know him? And I said, no, everyone knows who my, I, I know the code to Mike Tyson's punch out. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, you guys are being really rude. So I don't say anything. And I just go down into the, the audience. I take one of the security guards. I grab him, I go down. I'm like, excuse Mike Tyson. And he's like, yeah. And there's no mistake. him. he's got the, 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 it's Mike Tyson. Yes, for sure. There's the, not, I didn't have to be like, are you Mike Tyson? <laughs> so he's like, yeah. And I go, well, I, I would like to invite you to our table. And he's like, I go anywhere with you. Oh. So I bring him up as soon as I get him, like basically to the, the corner of the VIP area. Dick makes eye contact with me and he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. He, they did not want him in the area. There's a lot of paparazzi at this point. Like this is when like people and us weekly like. Wait, are you regretting your decision to go get him? Because no, I, can't, no, 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 no. But you can't enter with him. Right. So I, well, so I basically say, you know, I, I chew them out, Dick and Jane both. I'm like, you are being so disrespectful. It's a fucking champ. It is. And by the chance, what happened is it was about the time that we were going to go to Spearmint Rhinos. And so I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take him to Spearmint Rhinos. Like, I'll, uh, you know, so first they tell, cause we had elaborate car services that were, there's an underground tunnel system so that you don't have to like wait for your car where everyone else is. Right. And so wow. there's a celebrity entrance situation. So it's like full Harriet Tubman. Like there's just yes. tunnels and except full of rich white people. Yeah. And so which is a different history. Book. So that's Dick, one DeSantis. <laughs> <pushing>. Yeah. <laughs> Dick and Jane go, uh, you know, we're, 
we're not going to be seen with him. We will not be exiting at the same time. If you want to do this, that's of your own volition. You can get in a fucking cab. Like we're not going to have anything to do with this. And I was like, fine, fine. So I'm going down these like hallways, but I have to get out at a, a different point than they do so that I can go do the normal thing and get like a cab. And he is so drunk that he has thrown oh, up. He's thrown up on himself. Like there's vomit on his t-shirt. This is, I'm sorry, I should have set up better. This is one of the reasons my celebrity friends didn't want me bringing him around because well, that's he was a fact already, that we could have. Right. I know. Okay. I forgot that part. It was like oatmeal <laughs> on his shirt. So he, Ooh. there was a lot going on. And so he's very drunk. And so I, they, because my friend cares for me, uh, Jane was like, I'm going to require you to take security with you. Like this seems yes. unsafe right. in general. Well, give, give us a time frame. What time of night is this morning? So I would say this is probably like one thirty, let's say. Two. Okay. Not super so late. Still pretty early. Yeah. I mean, it was like we had gotten to the club and they had done their, you know, their contractual thing. We probably got to the club at like from midnight to one thirty, let's say, is like when we were staying. All right. So now I'm leaving. I'm alone with him in the hallway with the security guard. And I don't know why I do this, but I start pushing him and I'm like, just hit me. Just hit me one time. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. And he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again, which was. I want you to have my babies. Yeah. Over and over. And this goes on. The security guard is alarmed, to say the least, because should something go down, he, the security guard can't. It's Mike fucking Tyson. Right. But he's also doing the 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Like, he's barely able to stand. We get out into, like, wherever the first place I could find fresh air and, like, get a cab was. We get in a cab. We go to Spearmint Rhinos. Oh, you still decided to take him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We haven't gotten to the best part of the story All yet. All right. So we get to Spearmint Rhinos, and as soon as I walk in, Dick and Jane see me, and they're like, a different table, Corinne, a different table. And I was like, that's fine, that's fine. So I take his wallet out, and I take his credit card out of his wallet, and I was like, well, you know, we're going to get bottles, you know, put us close to but not at the same table as them so that I can, like, be at both tables. And, like, they're so annoyed with me. Like, they can see this coming from a mile ahead. They don't yes. – they're famous. They don't want anything to go wrong to where they're getting written up for something like this. Yes. So they really are trying to distance themselves. And I just, I'm having none of it. And you're trying to close that distance. I am really <laughs> closing the distance. Because Spirit Rhinos, for what it's worth, is not that large of a club. It's not like, it's not, we were pretty close to each other. So I give the the um, waitress, I give her his credit card. And I said, you know, bring a bottle of whatever. I, you know, put him down. He's he's sitting at the table. It's a small, small table. It's just him and I, right? And then I'm bouncing back to like all my friends and my two famous friends. How coherent is he at this point? Not at all. Is he talking? Depends on what you call talking. Yeah, I mean, he's he really doesn't know where he is or what's happening. Right. Um, I mean, he's weekend at Bernie's pretty much. So here's where it goes south. So I am standing at their table and the the GM of the club, a male, comes over to me and he's like, excuse me, you came in with Mike Tyson? And I'm like, yeah. And immediately Dick and Jane are like, the fuck away from us. Right. Whatever's happening, we don't want nothing to do with this. And uh, I go, yeah, but I, I, I'm not paying it. I gave you his credit card. If that's the client and you didn't run it first, that's on you. And he goes, no, it's a different, a different sort of situation. And I was like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. And he's like, we need you to come over to the table and deal with him. And I was like, well, I barely know him because now I'm, yes. Now you're, I don't know him that well. No, he's not so, in here. So uh, they are there. I'm arguing, even though the table isn't very far, it's dark. There's a lot of strippers between me and the table. And I'm arguing because I assume it's not good. 
Something has happened, which is exactly what everyone said would happen, right? And I don't know what it is yet, but I really, I'm trying to completely opt out of the scenario. And this guy is arguing with me. He's like, you came in here with him. You're the only person that can help us. You need to come over to the table. And I'm thinking like, how could I possibly help? When I get to the table, I see he's passed out and his dick is out. Oh. He had unzipped his pants and taken his dick out. They can't touch his dick to put it back in his pants. But also it can't stay out of his pants. <laughs> and so there was this. It was like know, an SAT question. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there, there's conundrum of uh, what to do, what to do. Let's get the dumb whore that brought him in here. Yeah. And this so is... I said, okay, so you want me to put his dick back in his pants? And they said, yeah. I mean, that that's what has to happen here. So I said, okay. So I bent down and I folded up his little penis and I put it back where it belonged. He didn't wake up during any of this. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then I left with my friends. I don't know what wait, became of him. But wait, 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 wait. I was like, that's all the work I'm going to do here. I need you to back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways mm -hmm. that pants can be undone. Mm -hmm. Is it unzipped and the button flies open so it's making that V? <laughs> And is it is it out over the top of the underwear, but the underwear aren't off, so they're kind of pressing it up back towards him? Or is his dick out through the hole and it's flopped out on the leg? Like, it, well, it was uh, okay. So, if I'm remembering this correctly, I believe he just kind of he just fed it through the zipper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so he just took his. Yeah, he okay. didn't undo the belt buckle or anything like that. Oh, okay. So he. Was I had to, to undo it because I was afraid I was going to zip the penis skin. Oh, yes. I needed a little bit more room, but no, it was just through the zipper. That it was a bizarre looking scenario. Yeah. And this is before there were camera phones. And so he, I mean, I, I know it happened. The people I was with know it happened. The fear of rhinos people know it happened, but of all the fear of paparazzi catching wind of anything, now, nobody what, got this. What's his upper half doing? Is he kind of laid back? Slumped he, over. Head, yeah. He slumped over. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> why didn't they just put was, a dinner napkin you know, over I got to tell you, it's really hard to like see a your hero. In there. Yeah. Like this. It was pretty much the worst possible scenario in which you'd have to see Mike Tyson. Never meet your heroes. No. <laughs> and so that's my Mike Tyson story. And I I mean, I've always hoped that one day we would run into each other again so that I could be like, do you remember? Oh, my Are you aware? God. I mean, and shout out to Dick and Jane mm. for having the foresight. Yes. <laughs> of seeing that this is exactly how this oh, is going to end. You don't even understand the, the glee that was that was coming off of them when they realized that they were right the entire time. Oh, just watching you put mm -hmm. his dick back in. I had to get down on my knees like uh, the, you know, the height of the booth and then finagle his dick back in his pants. Yeah. And did you have to sign his credit card as that? Uh, <laughs> I left before anything else. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's Dick a... janitor. Oh, my God. Vegas mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, as you were telling that story, because at first, before we got to the dick, I was like, yes, he's incoherent. Yes, he's weekend at Bernie's. But how many people in the city at that exact same time were like that? And that's yeah. what makes Vegas really an amazing place is that that many people yeah. can be in need of medical attention probably. Oh, yeah. And the no city functions anything. fine. Totally fine. Yeah. It yeah. like it's but a the city weirdest that's thing used is, to handling that. He also, he was at a low point in his life. We can all agree on that. Yeah. But he, it was a low point, I know, because he was by himself. So he went to a club by himself, paid to get in, and then was just hanging out in Gen Pop, getting trashed by himself till I adopted him. Right. 
you know. So yeah, though, but there was nobody else around. You know what you did? Me. You adopted him, but then you had to do that thing where you had to take the dog back. Yes, totally. It won't stop shitting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Foster care for you, sir. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> um. Okay. That brings us to our very first of uh our congratulatory voicemails that I'm gonna play. So we're gonna kick it off with one of my best friends, my amazing race partner, Eliza Orleans. Hi, Corinne and Al. It's Eliza. I just wanted to say congratulations on 50 episodes. You are both amazing and endlessly entertaining. Uh, it is definitely my favorite podcast in the world. I tell everyone they have to listen to my safe word is more. Um, as someone who has traveled extensively with Corinne and observed her eating habits, I have to say one of the times I laughed the hardest while listening to my safe word is more is when she described, first of all, how obsessive she is about food and how when they didn't have her salmon that she was planning on getting, she had to get this full piece of salmon <laughs> wrapped in brown paper and then eat it with her freaking hands. And I know how she dug in there because she had to peel off the skin and do the whole thing. And then I can only imagine how absolutely mortified she was when she had to walk directly into this guy's office just stinking of salmon. So I have to say Salmon Hands stands out as one of my favorites, but there are countless stories that have just been so much fun to listen to. And I love you both. And I'm so proud of you. And congrats on 50 episodes. Thank you, Eliza. We love to hear it. Absolutely. That was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> and just... Uh, you know what I've learned over these 50 episodes is just like there is you are one of those unique people that you have a code. You're like a samurai mm. and you are going to do these things and you lock in on it and mm. you're like, this is I'm going to have salmon. Yeah. So it, you might not have it in the method that I want, but I will take the only thing you have. Mm -hmm. You don't have I wouldn't say an ability, but a, a need or a want to ever pivot. And I think that that's what drags, drives people to you. It's just like, everybody's like, I'll just have the burger. Oh, we don't have fries. I'll just have t tater tots. Like you're like, it's also I will peel a potato and make fries. Where's the kitchen? Like you're, no one else would do that but you. Mm -hmm. It's also why um, I, I was out with the witch who I've become much closer friends with. I really like her. Mm -hmm. um, and my friend Brie and Jay, we were all out together. And I was saying to, um, I was explaining about how I had to split the cost of the sushi with the guy, right? And uh, Brie just goes, I go, you know, I'm not a foodie. And Brie goes, I have never seen you eat. Like, like we went to the Denver Beer Company. Everyone got food from a food truck. I don't, I, I am so particular that like, I don't even, but I don't complain. Other people don't have to deal with it. I just won't eat. Like when I traveled to Italy with Eliza, I brought like 20 packets of tuna and I just would open the tuna and eat the tuna. Like she's, she was going there to Can eat. Can you do that? I don't think they love it, but I did it. Um, I didn't eat any of the meals in Italy. I didn't try any of the food. I never had the gelato. I didn't try anything. Are you serious? No, I just tried their wine. <laughs> I, I had my own tuna the whole time. Do you know what's crazy? Huh? You and my father are so much alike. I talked about it on this radio show I do on Thursdays because they couldn't wrap their heads around what I was saying. Because when you tell people about people like you, people are like, yeah, yeah but what about this? What about if it, there's nothing else open? And I keep trying to communicate to people that there are certain people that it's just like, if they don't have what they came to eat, they will eat their fingers. They are not mm -hmm. going to pivot. My dad would not eat at a restaurant under, I've never seen my dad take a fork full of chocolate mousse or potatoes <laughs> or quiche uh -huh. 
or a bacon double cheeseburger. My dad only ate four things for his entire life. Yeah. And you remind me so that's, much of that. See, that's why I think I'm on the spectrum because that's a spectrum thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, I have problems with textures. I, I buy two pounds of a buffalo chicken, uh, blazing buffalo chicken that they sell at the deli, mm-hmm. but I only like it shaved. And if they give it to me and it's not shaved, it gets returned. Mm. Even though it's the same thing, I prefer it to be shaved. Yeah. It, it's look, I think also part of possibly being on the spectrum, which now people are like seeing as a cool thing. So everybody's like, just like everybody. I don't think it's I, cool. The more I look into it, I'm like, well, it would have been a lot easier if this wasn't my major malfunction. But, you but at least now I know. You wouldn't be as in, you wouldn't have the great stories because I think uh, here's the difference. If you weren't on, if you hadn't decided in your head that you were hanging out with the champ that night, no matter if God himself said you can't, then we don't have that story because Dick and Jane would have said, don't bring him up here. And you would have gone, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry, champ. You're going to have to get out of here. My friends are tripping. Yeah. And then that story doesn't, there had the, uh, the, you have to have a protagonist that is on a path and Mm. anything that comes at him is the story. Yes. They don't stop the story early. So that's why it's so important that you're, that you are wired the way you are. Well, I, I was hoping, well, not hoping because honestly, that's not a thing I hope for, but I was going to say, I wanted to be able to present an Ambien story today, but I just didn't have anything. I mean, I, I do dumb shit every night on Ambien, but um, I didn't have a, a particularly great Ambien story, but by the grace of God, my best friend, Matt texts me the wildest shit. So I'm going to read the text because I couldn't have our 50th episode go on without an ambient story. Yes. So I've got one. It's just not from me. So this is what I got. Corinne, I have to tell you this story because it's so fucking us and I just can't believe I did it. I have been so exhausted for almost two weeks, sometimes falling asleep in the middle of the day for a few hours. I thought it was maybe COVID and then I started getting really scared like I was having narcolepsy or something worse. I've also been having really bad acid reflux, so I've been eating Tums like candy. He's had acid reflux his whole life since I've known him. Yeah. He goes, so I'm getting toward the end of the bottle. I shake some out, and what should fall out with them? An Ambien. Corinne, there is an entire bottle's worth of Ambien inside my Tums bottle, which is something I did probably while on Ambien. (laughs) So I have been fucking roofing myself for two weeks. Not only that, but chewing them with the Tums, literally falling asleep with my computer on my lap. He didn't realize... Yeah, there was an entire bottle of Ambien in his Tums. And so he's just shaking him out. And, you know, Tums taste like shit, but they're all, you know. Right. You wouldn't know that. He couldn't tell. He was just anything in the bottle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was Ron Burgunding his, his Tums. Anything so in that he bottle. he falling drink. asleep for hours on end in the middle of the day. And he was like, really? Con- I'd be concerned, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that a good Ambien story? Uh, yes. And, and, and to your weird uh, point uh, about Ambien and kind of roofing yourself, I did that. At, I was moving out of my apartment. And okay, here's the full context. Um, uh, my ex-wife was like, I'm leaving. And I was like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so she moved out and our lease was running out. So I was moving out and I had to move uh, just a couple things. That were still, it was a sad dad apartment at that point. But I had two couches, which is really weird. I sold one on, I think it was probably still Craigslist at the time. And I will never forget this as long as I live. This surfer dude showed up. He's probably like five, six, kind of muscular, but like surfer muscular, not jacked. He was the strongest person I've ever seen. He picked up my couch. And I was like, do you need help? And he was like, no. He picked my couch up mm. on its side, like bam, bam, and got 
Damn. He got out of my apartment, That's, uh... put it on top of his car by himself and drove away. And I was looking at this guy in awe. Like, how the fuck? The did... only way that that I feel like that's possible is if you're on PCP. He was, but <laughs> he know? was like so normal. He's like, sup, dude? And I'm like looking like, do you have your voice? Like, how are you going to get the car? I was like, I'm, he's like, no, I'm good. Okay, so where's the ambient coming? So, okay, so I'm getting towards the end of everything. I have to be out of my apartment. They always give you that weird like, uh, old West, you need to be out by noon Wednesday. Mm. Like, what? Is she, I'll be out. Calm down. You're not. Yeah. No one's coming today. Right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Someone's not moving in at one. Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, it's always threatening. You yeah. know. And so, of course, I kind of fucked around. I was still drinking a lot, so I was still like getting stuff out of drawers at like eight in the morning. Like, I was running oh, a little late. God, and, I'm gonna have nightmares. I can't. I, and I, uh, in the kitchen drawer, uh, one of the, uh, my Adderall bottles was in there, and so I was like. There was one pill, and I was like, "This doesn't look like an Adderall," but in my head, I'm like, "I need to, I need a power pellet right, right. now to get through this." I take the pill, drink a little water, and I'm working for about 20 minutes. I'm like, "That wasn't an Adderall," Aww. and I'm Aww. not an ambient person. Yikes! So unlike you, who built up a tolerance, I mean, just imagine like the first drug you ever or the first shot you ever took on an empty stomach and your body has no like it'll ki- uh-huh. like it well, also, killed me like i melted yeah i yeah. melted and i went to i sit i like crouched down in my couch and i uh, uh in my kitchen and i leaned my back against the refrigerator and i like just went to sleep and woke up to knocks on the door from my uh old landlord checking to see if i was moved out and when he opened the door he's like oh you're a fifth of the way moved out. Yes. Yeah, and I had to pay a fine. But yes, I did ambient it myself. It really uh, freaks me out. Anything moving related, like, oh God, it really, it it, it makes me so upset. I, I, I was friends with someone who asked me to help them move and she thought the movers could move the drawers with everything in them. And I was like, oh. come on, no. And she's like, yeah, I think they can do it. I'm like, they no, that's not how it works. You have to take it out. What? But she was so ill-prepared and the movers were gonna be there in like 15 minutes. And I was like, what did you do here? Yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, some people just think moving is like some other adults will handle it. And it's like, dude, do you know how much shit you have just at yes. the top of your bathroom closet? Yes. Like it takes 10 times longer, especially when you're when you're not adept to know that, hey, you need to take the shit out of the drawers. It's going to take you a long time, buddy. You yeah. should start a month ahead of time. Totally. Um, okay, we're going to do another uh, friend of the podcast. Um, so this is my... My friend Sammy, otherwise known as my little sister, I'm um, Sammy. she's going to From the yeah. fish concert. Yeah, that's exactly right, mm-hmm. and the wedding and all the things. Okay, so let me play hers, and then I am going to tell you a story related to it. Hi, Al. Hi, Chris. And of course, hello to my sister from another Mister Coco Cookie Florentine Corinne, and hello to all the swimmers out there. This is Sammy, and you might know me as that bitch that dragged her into the fish concert. I just wanted to send a big congratulations on your 50th episode of My Safe Word is More. Thank you so much for giving me something to look forward to every week. Also, I'll be in Denver soon, so Alan, Chris, it's time we meet in person, and I promise you, I will not make you learn a kickball change. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Mazel tough and keep up the great work. Uh, thank you, Sammy. Okay, so because and of congrats her- congrats on the nuptials. Yeah, yeah. They're still married, so yeah. that's good. Hey. Um, okay, so you're going to have to bear with me as I have to navigate through my phone, but I wanted to introduce two very unique dating sites. Okay. The first one is exclusively for fish fans. And it, fish the band? Correct. And that's how it ties in. Yes. So 
hold on. My phone is really glitchy because I won't do the fucking upload, you know, the software update. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. So it's called Plenty of Fish, but instead of the, you know, spelled F I S H, it's P H I S H because Plenty what? of Fish is a dating site. So this is a clever name. And so I'm going to read you a little bit about it because um, <laughs> some of it I don't even understand because it's got to be like fish jargon, you know? Maybe I know Chris hates them. You might know though. <laughs> um, okay. So. The online dating scene is becoming much more intuitive and Plenty of Fish is the ultimate testament to this. Um, there is now a dating site for fans by fans, spelled P-H-A-N-S. Um, it matches users using a highly effective algorithm based on the things that matter most. Some sample questions are dip, dump, or boof. What the fuck is that? Is that Mary Buck Kill? Maybe. I think dip, dump, or boof. I think that's how you do cocaine, maybe? Because boofing is putting in your asshole. Oh, dip? Do you dip would be a oh a keyboard a, a freeze. Oh, or dump would be dumping on the table. I'm I don't know. If I you know no, that actually sounded <laughs> right. At first, I thought I you know were Booth talking is out of something your ass. in your ass. Yeah, that's Wolf of Wall Streeting some cocaine. Yeah, I think that I think you might be right. And Are then fi- I didn't think fish people were coke people though. I didn't either. I don't know. None of us know. Okay. Anyways, okay. The next question that they have is 1.0, 2.0, or 3.0. Those iterations of. Fish has always been the same. I don't know. And then the third sample question they have is, if we ran into Paige after the show, would you be down for a sad threesome? Is this somebody's uh, bio? These are the questions. No, these are the questions. These are sample questions that they use for their very important algorithm. Yeah. So, okay. Now, as one would imagine, the male to female ratio on the site is similar to the ratio of fish shows at five to one male to female. Oh. (laughs) It's so true, though. That whole show with men, and they were so unattractive. What? Why do you uh, think that is? Their music doesn't... I would think they're girls that want to jam out. I mean, then they write... This is what the actual site says. For this reason, users sometimes find themselves matched with a bottle of Lubriderm and a po- porta potty or a tent and a sock. Sometimes platonic relationship matches are made between dudes who want to do terror together and have hella K and heady nugs. I understand some of that. Most of it, I don't. Okay. what I'll, I'll explain. What that means is, look, fellas, no puss around here. But, <laughs> but there we are a lot of you guys. Special K. <laughs> so why not we get it? We'll just get high. Yeah. Maybe some people will jerk off in a porta potty, which is rock bottom in anybody's life. Mm. If you if you jerk mm. off in a porta potty, like that is your coming to. That is almost like hitting somebody with your car drunk driving, where you're like, I had to find Christ. Like right. if you're doing that, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, honestly, they they're just like there are no girls, so let's just hang out and party. That's what that is. Don't please don't leave the site. Just get high. Yeah. Well, I mean, so now they have some success stories. So um, check out these successes. Meet Jay and Opal. They are living proof that the website's slogan "We want you to be happy" is more than just cute lyrics, but a promise to users. They were wandering souls that were separated only by a field of empty balloons, poorly fed dogs, and copious amounts of disassociative drugs that made interaction with strangers uncomfortable and awkward until they logged into Plenty of Fish. All right. That's a good intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found one funky bitch man and I couldn't be happier, said Jay, about dating his darling Opal. He meant B.O., like literally. Yeah. She hadn't showered in days. Um, this person said, pictured here are Sage and Greg, another happy couple. For our first date, he suggested we go out to dinner and see a movie. He said he'd pick me up at eight just to listen, just to listen for his horn. It was so romantic. Then we licked Molly off each other's nipples and had a wild night of tantric sex. Sage recounts fondly. Yeah, of course. What about the next morning? 
when you felt like shit and you were like, who the fuck is this dude? I don't know, but I thought this was quite a ridiculous website. Um, and also, can we get some follow-up stories? Are those real people? Are those like the people we use on like the Russian dating sites? Like, I met Magda. She's a model. I'm a 64-year-old retired guy in Virginia. And she's like, I love husband. I like, yeah, is this I the, don't, are these real okay, couples? So I don't know. What I did do, because this site, Plenty of Fish, which was easier to find information on, this is not the only fish dating site. Shut up. I downloaded another site um, that is called Fanship, P-H-A-N-S-H-I-P. And it's the same, con how there are more than one of these, but I didn't have time. I got to do the whole so select, you know, what you're looking for, your language, blah, blah, get started. I got to make an email and password. It was too much work, so I didn't bother. I'm just letting you know that there are at least two sites that I have found for people to connect. Mind you, just go to the show. You're on Molly anyway and just fuck somebody at the show. It was a, who needs the, this, the, this, this is such weird. Okay. It's weird. Do you know who I think do hook up with each other a lot? And maybe because it's been so ostracized that they really have formed their own uh, collective is insane clown posse people. Yes. I think they actually do. Wow. Could I have gotten a better intro to my next segment? Oh, all right. I, I went, I spent hours looking up weird dating sites and I chose this one because I thought it was the weirdest. And it is so wild that you just said what you said. This is called clowndating.com. Shut up. It's not insane clown posse though. It's real clowns. It doesn't have that much dignity. No, it's These are people that couldn't make the show. Yeah. So I'm going to read you a little bit about it. This is a very alarming site in general. So here's, here's why it's, it says, why clown dating? It's no fun looking for love when you're a clown. Behind all the makeup and the red nose is a lonely heart. Clowns are unique entertainers, loved by some, but feared and hated by others. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, clown dating is here by to help. others, I mean people. If you're a clown, a clown wannabe, or simply a clown lover, you have come to the right place. Please take me out behind a bar and barn and shoot me. If I am not even a clown, I'm just a clown wannabe. Oh, <laughs> you can't make it. Yikes. Ooh. Clown dating offers a community for single entertainers to chat, have fun, and arrange dates. Being on the road all the time can make it hard to find someone close by, but with members from towns and cities all over the world, hooking up has never been easier. Join the clown community today and browse through the wide variety of members. You don't have to be, oh my God, the last line says, you don't have to be called Coco or Kathy to join. I'm sorry, why is my name in here? Yeah. What just happened here? You don't have to be called Coco or Kathy. I, I feel like I'm speaking a different language. None of these sites make any sense to me. But the clown site, I did. So you know it's a bad sign when it's a laptop version. Oh. So I went through and I was trying to look at different people on the site. Now, first of all, I'd say 95% of them um, live in another country. I thought you were going to say in a van. Well, that too. I mean, they, when they said on the road, I didn't even realize like, oh, I guess clowns don't, you can't get enough birthday parties in your town. You got to. Yeah. You get to go on the road. Well, I think that you're on the road because you don't have a home. Because <laughs> no clown is 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 making their monthly nut just clowning. Mm. Because <laughs> you really your bread and butter is children's hospitals and like you know that's just because the kids can't leave. They're like, look, we mm -hmm. got them in this room. You get a, you get them for thirty minutes. But now they started letting dogs in there and athletes roll through. Couple shitty politicians need some photo ops. So now clowns don't even get access to sick kids anymore. Yeah. And now what are you gonna do? Like maybe a frat party where you know you're gonna get beat up. Or you know circus. Right. Yeah, but the circus ones, there's a couple different ones. Cause if you're like like a kind of serious circus, you have to be able to pull some tricks off. You can't just be like, hey, mm -hmm. grab my horn. 
Right. Touch this flower. <laughs> Look at all these bandanas. Yeah, be like, get on that trapeze. And if, yeah. you, can't, if you can't nail this backflip, uh-huh. there's no net, bro. <laughs> so I went through the site. It was kind of challenging because, like I said, it's like, here, I've got this young man from Bangladesh. Now, I'm saying you might be a clown on the road, but I don't know that you're hitting Bangladesh. No. How many clowns are in Bangladesh? Uh, and this was like the the there was is this code for something definitely got to be code for something but this guy who clearly says he lives in feni bangladesh about me uh he says my name is charles hans no it's not i live in 29 palms california i'm originally from ohio williamsburg ohio never heard of it okay well he says my match is simple as this is not about the looks it's about being able to connect with you and being able to be super real with each other no matter what happens. So I found that most of these profiles keep reiterating that they don't care what you look like, mm. which is an odd thing, well, right? That just lets you know. They're already <laughs> going, hey, I, pr- I said I said no take back. So if yeah. you hook up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 29 Palms, so, that's a military base out there in California. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. so then I found this other one. Um, I just screenshot a few just to give you a sample. Um this guy wrote, I will be paying attention to how respectful you are to others that are around you. I think that's the biggest thing I will look for. I admire people in the gay community who are genuine to all, even if they don't find that person attractive. So this is a person's a straight looking for, but he's using the, the a gay analogy that makes no sense because what? I gay men are the most superficial. He wrote, it's really, it really is a hard thing to find, but I know it's out there. That said, I know how hard it is to see from the inside out. Yet, if that is what you're looking for, it is what I am looking for, too. That said, I don't worry much about what you look like. I have found that in the end, most of the people I have been attracted to made me feel at ease that looks were never an issue for them. I will seek you for other things. I always have. You know, <laughs> I mean, you just know what's going on with him. <laughs> and it has to be bad because people have got to be whenever so somebody bad. Says, Corinne looks are not an issue for me. That's the biggest backhanded diss ever. Of course. Like, I mean, that is terrible. Like you tell your friends, look, before Corinne comes in here, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Lord, yeah. 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 A... And oh it's my just, God. It's just the scariest. I'll put this on our Instagram. Oh my God. But yeah, the, uh, the page is uh, alarming. What do you think clowns really represent now? Mm. Because they, they, they were big in the 1920s before like fun. You know, like kids did not have fun. Like they were literally playing stuff with yeah. the stick in the hoop. Right. Well, this, and like right. they, they didn't have anything to do. But like now that people can do everything, no one is like, let's get clowns. I Nobody. I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I grew up with a girl who her father, Julie, Julie always says she thinks his name was Giggles the Clown, but I don't know what it is, but her father was a clown. She's a nice girl. I was just invited to her birthday, actually. I, I'm still friendly with her. But her her dad was a clown. Full time? <laughs> like w, a W2 clown? <laughs> Put that on his fucking occupation. I mean, all I know is that I was at her house once and my mom came to pick me up. And unfortunately, my mother arrived around the same time when her father came home in full clown. And my mother could not get me out of there fast I enough. I love your mom so much. <laughs> my mom was like, I was very young. And my mom was like, you could have mentioned <laughs> there was a clown involved and i was like i it didn't occur to me i didn't think it was that weird but now i think it's very weird it's super weird i mean he was in full like white paint you know like the whole thing and you could have taken some of that off before you go and put a hoodie on so you look normal he liked to come in the house like that like i mean yeah, he, he just come from a gig yeah but clean yourself up before you go out in public i think you like to be out in public there is something i'm sure psychologists have written books on why uh, you would do that, but a clown is just a very 
strange occupation. It, it just it's it's weird and like it. That's why like the movie like Patch as Adams isn't big anymore. Some people go back and rewatch. You know, well, he was a doctor. Yeah, but still, like no one likes that nose. I don't. Yeah. It's it. They're like well, alarming features in your face, and it's weird. I um huge feet. I know. So I think adjacent to clown work is magicians. I feel like there is a world in which they can be a little cooler, but it's still weird. Nate Bergazzi's dad is a magician. Really? Famous one, yeah. I didn't know that. I actually, funny enough, this magician reached out to me on Twitter once, and he was like, I have a Vegas residency. I'd love to invite you out. And I was like, okay. So I called my mom, and I was like, do you want to fly to Vegas and be part of a magic show? <laughs> so we flew out, and we were part of the magic show. His name is Jerry McCambridge. He was a nice guy. Yeah. I had dinner with him. Really? I think he was interested in dating me, but I'm not going to date a magician. Yeah, I, I, I don't think care how was. famous. He doesn't just go through the internet and find a uh, mother-daughter <laughs> yeah, combos to feed and I, put up for the weekend. It was a really strange move that I made, but I just thought, when else are you going to get invited? It's a huge residency. How did you turn him down? Um, I think I brought my mother. I think that was yeah. probably part of the yeah. gentle, this is not a date thing. I don't know if that is the most gentle. I don't know. He's a nice guy. Maybe he's like, hey, both of you guys. Okay, cool. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. my mom's pretty hot, you know? <laughs> yeah, your mom is very hot. You don't have to yeah. put the pretty on there. Your mom is very hot. Yeah. So and, I mean, there is... My mom really... I mean, because my my mother loves... Like, the, you know, my parents produce a Broadway show. Like, they're very... My, actually, my dad just had a... He just had a community theater play all weekend. His play was put on How this past weekend. the fuck am I just hearing about this? Oh, he I'm loves, so loves, mad at He you. writes so much, so much theater. Why would so, you... My Tell mom me. was like, why can't you date this guy? And I was like, because he's a magician. And my mother just like did not see a problem with the, it. The reason he's very good, the very re good magician. The reason I don't think your mom saw as much of a problem with it, you can't lump magicians and clowns because magicians, there's a showmanship and element of danger. They're, magicians, I feel like, are closer to uh uh to the guys that that do the shit with the bulls, bullfighters. Ah. That because they uh, sometimes what they're doing is dangerous. It's sleight of hand. Yeah. It's, it's how is he going to get out of it? Smart, and it? Yeah. And it causes people to feel things. So this like guy that. is, have you ever heard of a TV show called The Mentalist? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay. It's based on him. He's The Mentalist. The, the Las Vegas residency is The Mentalist. I mean, should I put this on my IMDb that I was like, yeah. a guest on The Mentalist? Oh, let's add it, you guys. That's also a huge show. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's based on him. The show is acted by actors, but it was created and based on him. He's The Mentalist. And his Vegas residency is called The Mentalist. Wow. So I don't know. Go see it. It's good. Um, and then I Any will just. regrets? No. Do you know what that mentalist money's talking about? <laughs> I could, know. It's probably a you, lot. Was he attractive? Okay. <laughs> he was older. Yeah. I think he's a grandfather. I think his kid has a kid. Even easier. You know, he's only going to want it twice a month. Hmm. You just got to say he he wants you to say I something think, weird. And honestly, he'll finish. The biggest problem is that I I cannot live in Vegas. I in, hate a pen, in a penthouse? Oh. Corinne, look at me. In a penthouse? <laughs> Where I'm just Chefs? continually asking if you want to dip, bump, or boof this. <laughs> limo service. Underground uh, white right, railroad right. limo service. Oh, I mean, he's probably moved on by now. This is when I was still living in LA. That I he's probably there. older. You can really get right. him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. Um, lastly, this is the worst Bumble I've seen lately, and I just had to show it to you. It's not going to be a compilation. It's not a Bumble or Bye. It's just one. This gentleman is working with this actual tattoo, and I cannot believe okay, it. Okay. Let me see what I am looking at here. Okay. He has the Superman tattoo, but 
it's the Superman when he came back. So it's kind of like uh, it's like I mean, written in it's like it's, freehand. It doesn't matter how it's written. He has a massive chest tattoo of the Superman emblem. And then oh. I thought like, oh, maybe that's like a decal or something like a costume. No, no. It's you can see it in other pictures. And then he wrote, I'm a real nerd about that's the prompt Superman. I like the idea that somebody who could easily rule the planet chooses to protect it instead. I think he thinks he's Superman. Who what tattoo artist can keep their he's license? In what Navy security? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. security manager at security. And he really thinks that like he can really he's, he's like, a mall cop. I know. I know the codes, bro. Yeah. I could do it. But yeah. these people don't realize who they're who they're bumping past <laughs> every day. Um, you may think you, I'm a piece guys, of shit. I just kept imagining. <laughs> I just kept imagining if I if I met this guy at a bar, you know, he's he's tall. He's all right looking. I take him home. I get his clothes off. And then I am confronted with a Superman tattoo and not just, I've actually want to know something. I hooked up with a famous actor who has a Superman tattoo, but it's just like on his arm. I okay. mean, it's terrible, but it's not this. You guys, this is a full chest. Yeah. It's a full, yeah. It's a chest I'll put this on the plate. Instagram. It, and it's, it's, first of all, you're like, you're confronted with, no, do you think that like, there's not going to be some role play? I that mean, Superman, you're going to have to say something. I am I'm, Lois Lane. I'm I'm in peril, Superman. Yeah. Come help. I am in peril because I've just found out that I'm hooking up with somebody with a Superman tattoo. Oh, God. It's, it's so. adjacent. That's the low, lower, lowest point next to Porta Potty jerking off. Okay. I got, I, before we get to our email, I have to ask you this. Would you rather, if you had to be with one guy for a year, you hook up with Superman chest plate guy or we go to Disney once a month guy? Disney once a month. Really? Which Disney? Disneyland or Disney World? Land is not acceptable. World is acceptable. World. You would go to Disney World once a month. I wouldn't like it, but I would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like children, so that's problematic just from that perspective. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All I mean, right. I, 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 yeah. I don't like anything that reminds me of childlike things when I'm trying to be sec when i want to be sexy with somebody i don't want i'm gonna, I look I'm gonna at a mini mouse with their dumb high heels on your yeah. shoulder blade i want to uh, see that i'm gonna give this example because i don't fucking care and whatever it is what it is it's true so i went out one night to a nightclub in new york city called suede which i went a million times there i was at suede and at the time i had i i had previously dated jeremy shockey who is a football player nothing we're not saying anything about him but he had a friend and i thought this guy looked like jeremy's friend and like jeremy and i weren't dating anymore at the time but like i was friends with a bunch of his friends and i thought this was this guy that he used to roll with so i walk over to this guy and i go hey you're shockey's best friend right and he goes jeremy shockey and i go yeah yeah and he goes i'd like to be his friend and i was like oh and then i realized the guy's kind of cute but i don't know who he is right i thought i honestly just went up to him he was in the vip area also but i just thought he was one of jeremy's friends that i had met like you know that was just around so i was like ah whatever so i start talking to this guy i end up you know hooking up with him i go back to his hotel room um and he has figurines all over the hotel and i was like wait what kind of figurines exactly it doesn't matter i was like oh no oh no and i realized like he had to have gone to like fao schwartz or something to get these figurines and i ask him about it and he just casually tells me it's i'm very bad at this cyclops from it's a movie. Um, X-Men. Okay. It's an X-Men figurine. I still don't. I'm I'm just like, he's really hot and like, I'm already here. So. So action figures. Sure. But there's a lot of them in this hotel room. How like many he, are we talking? I mean, 20 
of the same guy. Yes. Mm. And I was like, he goes, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into Cyclops from X-Men. I don't think anything of it. Okay. Cut to the next day. I'm telling a friend and the friend was at Suede and she's like, Corinne, he plays Cyclops. He's Cyclops in X-Men. It was James Marsden. Oh. So he's just the guy. So I thought he was a fucking huge loser. I, I was like never going to see him again. I thought he collected figurines. That Wow. <laughs> but he was cool enough not to be like, I have them because they sent them to me because it's my merch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't wow. that a good story? Holy shit. And he told you that just so you wouldn't start counting dollars. He goes, I head. have kids and they're for my kids. He never, ever says I'm in the movie. I'm famous. Nothing. Now, mind you, you'd think I'd put two and two together. But it was a very nice like hotel room. Yeah. I mean. But no, no, I didn't ask anything. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. Yeah, there you have it. The only thing that I have that's even really close to that is uh, one night I uh, did a show in, somewhere in Florida. And uh, these two girls came up and they were like, oh, we thought you were funny. Come hang out. Uh, we're in Florida, but they had driven down from like Boston mm. to like the southern part of Florida. For your show? Yeah, no, they were just they, they were like it was like their spring break, but they were mm. they kept going. We are we're really broke so we just this you know we never get i was like nah, two white girls how broke they be we get back to their hotel and they were staying in this super hood like it was like a radisson but you know like some are really bad and some are really hood mm. this was like a, it was a really bad neighborhood we get back and they had just like they had like slices of wheat bread and a jar of jelly and a jar of peanut butter and they were just eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, oh. both of them. They were just eating sandwiches as they got hungry. <laughs> just like you in Italy, yeah. they just ate one thing the entire yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. I could do that. They were like two like really cool chicks, but I just remember their room stunk and I was really turned well, off. Yeah, yeah, that's no James Marsden. No, no, you got the better. Uh, you I got did. the better. But shout out to those um, girls. They made it happen. Okay, so you have promised me we don't have a Yelp review, but we have something. We have. I want to get to uh, an email first, and then I have an incredible uh letter for you i want to get to the email first because we might have to make this oh two, we might not have enough time a two part um, yeah we're definitely not gonna but yeah let's do let's do the email first and okay. then we'll kick things off with um we can see if you're you're for yes when we return from break it is a it is a it's hum, lengthy it's a humdinger all right well let's we okay. i now i've been told okay so you guys know my safe word is more advice at gmail.com i am still offering my holiday card uh, if you rate and review the podcast and you take a screenshot of the review, I will send you a holiday card that is from the first batch of shittier holiday cards that I ordered that I'm not using on Real Friends. There I'm we just kidding. Go. They're nice. I mean, they're nice. Al has one. Is there a part of you now that like you feel shady anytime you take a screenshot? Because no. I don't know, because they've been such like people do that and like snitch on their friends. Oh, you well, know, I don't how know. Else I'm like, am I going to know if you No, I mean, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's just like it's built in me. Like, no, uh -huh. snitch it. the problem is I, I realized that because I keep reviewing my my own podcast. If you don't write a review, it doesn't necessarily stick. The stars don't stay. Oh, really? I, at least for me and Apple, it hasn't. Um. Anyways, so we have a follow up and I was very excited when Al told me this. And so yes. give it was like let the listeners know who. Who, what's the situation that we're following up on? And, uh, you know, I, I won't read the, the, the initial email, but basically, uh, Pedro, uh, met a great yeah. guy and, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're married. So they're men of a certain age. Uh, I believe Pedro's family was very, uh, cool and accepting. I'll, I'll make sure that, that that was the case, but, and his family welcomed his partner with open arms. Uh, but unfortunately, his partner's family did not feel that way, at least initially. Right. And uh, this is where I said I wondered the ethnicity, because sometimes like I told that short story of the, right. 
I think he was Iranian. Um, but yeah, he like couldn't come out until his parents were dead because it was just so shameful. So I don't know. I don't know. So we asked for a follow up and usually people ignore us. But in this case, Pedro, who's a gold star veteran, came back and wrote in. Right. And and Pedro, this is the important part of the story. Pedro said that his family, although they were initially not with it, have made steps and been like, yo, we're we're sorry. We want to see what's up. And his partner, which is well within his rights, is like kind of like iron bank vault door, like, nah, dog, Mm -hmm. we're good here. And so he said he's been slowly nudging him to kind of see if he wants to rekindle that relationship. And let's find out because I haven't read this uh, where he is. So let's see. Uh, Pedro says, uh, just listen to the episode. Thank you so much, Alan Corinne. First of all, Corinne hit the, the nail on the head. There you go. It's a cultural thing. Yes. He's Middle Eastern. I told you. Yeah. God, I'm so fucking good at this job. You're so damn good. So yes, good. My girl. Come on. Why isn't a network buying this? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Al's concern Al's concern is exactly mine. His family hurt him, and therefore he decided to shut them down forever. But they have since demonstrated that they would love to be a part of his life. And every now and then, my uh, my name is there too. For example, when he got COVID, his mom was worried, but kept saying how happy she was. He had someone to like me to take care of him. I just want to see him happy. And I see that holding this grudge uh, does hurt. I also feel like he does it to protect me as his family will never welcome me the way that mine welcomed him, welcome hit the way that mine welcomed him. But it's also cultural. I'm originally from Brazil and we are warm, welcoming people by nature. Shout out Brazil. We will keep you guys posted if this meeting ever happens this past summer. We flew to London and I met his older brother who was there for work and him and I really hit it off. So now whenever it's time for me to visit his home country, it's already been agreed that I'll stay with his brother instead of his parents, which is probably way better. Mm. Uh, Thank you so much to the three of you, Chris, as well, of course. And Look Pedro at you, Chris, getting a shout out. Yes, Pedro, thank you for writing in. And I love it. That's a real really, follow up. I, I know. Yes. And I, I love being validated. I recently had this thought, and I don't know how to say this humbly, but I'm like always right. Okay. It's just I, a thing. I don't think that's how you do it. I think I'm I, always right. And I wish sometimes I wasn't because I sometimes I'm right about things that I, I'm being pessimistic, but then it turns out that I'm right about it. And I hate that. But in this case, I'm really happy I'm right about it. I am too. Um, today, we have a very special way that we're going to end the show. Um, so as you know from anybody who's listened to my old podcast, my podcast partner, Max, he has been very supportive of this show. So he's support. been so helpful when we have tech issues, different things we call him. He's come in studio. They, Al and him have met. And um, I asked him to leave uh, a message for our 50th episode. And I remember when he and I were podcasting and when we got to our 50th and he He sort of compiled things. That's where I got the idea to do this in the first place. He's really smarter of the two of us. So this is going to be a little longer. So we're going to close on this. Chris is losing his rights today to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think this is well worth it. Max, I love you so much. I love this message. And Al is listening to it for the first time. We're going to play it right now. If you recognize Corinne's voice, you recognize my voice. One time Survivor contestant, former professor. Father of four beautiful fur babies, former co-host of the All the Fixins podcast. Yes, guys, it's your cult leader, Max. I want to add one more item to my bio there, and that is the number one Corinne Kaplan fan in the world. It's been wonderful listening to my safe word is more because it's like having more ATF, but not having to do any of the work. 
Mm-hmm. I just get to sit back and listen to Corinne tell her stories. And there's another person who does all the stuff that I used to do of winding her up, setting her loose, and making sure, above all, she has enough rope to hang herself. So, Al, thank you so much. At the outset of this this podcast, I said, this is so great. It's like when your ex-wife finds a new husband and all of a sudden she's his problem and, and not yours anymore. I had no idea. It's even more than that. It's that I get to experience all of the fun, all of the stories, all of the insanity, the core insanity, you might say. And I have loved every moment. I listen to every episode right when it comes out. And I find myself commenting and responding to Corinne as if we were in the studio together. I just can't help it. There's so much that I love about my safe word is more. I love Al just in general. Al, thank you for giving Corinne this platform, for being patient with her, for understanding that she requires special handling. She is a little special, but Al is such a talent in his own right. So funny, so smart, and so absolutely insane as well. And that's that's really the key. The key dynamic to a Corinne Kaplan podcast is that the the co-host and straight man also has to be a little insane. I say this from experience, but Al, I just, I, I adore you. I adore your perspective. I adore your heart. You do bring a lot of heart to the show. And I'm just so grateful that you're in Corinne's life. And Chris, I identify with you, buddy, in so many ways. On the one hand, as the, the guy in the room who actually knows what they're talking about, while the other person on mic just kind of talks a blue streak and is completely wrong about some sort of basic elementary fact about (laughs) civics or science or anything. Um, That is an extremely painful position to be in. Chris, I sometimes think of as being the minder of of two very spirited children who are running around with helmets on, constantly about to injure themselves or burn the house down. And Chris has to keep keep things safe, on track, and fun. The fact that you get this consummate professional Emmy award-winning producer to lower himself to participate in your Fakakta podcast, Al Corinne, please thank your lucky stars that you have this guy. I know I do every time he does his episode recaps. All I can really say is how envious I am that Al and Corinne have you. I wish we had you back in the ATF days, Mm -hmm. buddy. But as you guys celebrate your 50th episode, I just wanted to offer my congratulations. And again, my thanks, my thanks to the swimmers, my thanks to Chris, my thanks to Al, to the Kaplans, to Corinne's neighbors, to the, the male population of Denver, everyone who <laughs> continues to enable this woman. So guys, here's to 50 episodes. Here's to more banger buys. Here's to more are we dating the same guy Denver. Here's to more Yelp reviews, stories about Corinne's bowel movements, all of the madness. I love it. I love you. And I can't wait to hear what you have in store for us for the next 50 episodes. I'm sure that in these next 50 episodes, Corinne will meet somebody and settle down and get married and be happy and stop with all the nonsense. Like, I mean, we can't keep doing this forever. Right? We, we are getting old. I mean, like, I mean, like 50 is, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, this is stressing me out. That is how he ended it. That so is great. He's really just projecting because he's in the same boat as I am usually. Um, big, big thank you to Max, Eliza, and Sammy for sending those in. And 
We loved doing these 50 episodes. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be back with more. Um, is there anything else you want to say, Al? No, you're looking at me like something like there's a, <laughs> somebody gotta... with a knife behind me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> take us home. I just, well, I'll say this really quickly. And I want to speak directly to Max for a second. I, you, you probably don't understand this, but the times there was like two episodes where the audio was only going through one headphone and mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out what it was. And I, I, I was trying to be, but I spent hours and I couldn't figure it out. And I was really like at my end, bro, in a, in a weird way. And you came through and just fixed it. I don't think you understand. Like that really made the podcast fun for me again because I couldn't understand. I felt bad. I felt like the episodes sounded like shit because it's, it's like <laughs> one guy's whispering in your ear, like yeah. some weird ASMR about dick jokes. So, yeah, uh, I just want to say, Max, on a real level, I appreciate it. To the swimmers, guys, you've really shown me that there are people out there that are wired like me. I know that sounds very selfish, but I've always felt uh, very much on an island. The stuff people like, I don't like. The stuff people uh, accept without question, I question it. And just meeting y'all and understanding that if you love Corinne, that I'll love you because I love Corinne and we'll all love each other really helped me uh, in this last year. And to Chris for coming along with this crazy experiment, I'm excited to see where we're going to go. We have a nice base underneath us. We've got our feet beneath us, the wind on our back, and the sun at our face. Yeah. And with that said, as we move forward into 2024, guys, remember that this is not just a podcast about life. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> it's a podcast about clown dating. That's right. <laughs> see y'all next year. Bye. Bye. Oh,